seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And as soon as I did that, you know, he kind of fell on the floor and started screaming and shouting, oh my fucking God. But before, you know, I could look and see what was happening with him, another guy had rushed me, you know what I mean? So I, I was like literally like in a fist fight with the second guy. So we get in a bit of an altercation and I end up dropping him. Then another bigger gentleman, you know, rushes over and tackles me. Now I'm on the ground, ground fighting with one guy when two of his buddies, you know, God knows where, because now I don't know where they are because I have to focus on this one guy. What the fuck was I thinking? What is up, Internet? Welcome to the What the Fuck Was I Thinking podcast, an analyzation of bad choices under high stress. So today I have my friend Mukai Moromo on the show. He is here to tell us a story where he did something, some kind of funny fight story, and I'm sure Mukai has a lot of them. Mukai and I used to be old drinking buddies and got into Too shenanigans. Many. Too many shenanigans together back in the day. Uh, he Wait, also got into plenty of shenanigans all by himself. So I'm sure we have a lit- I'm sure we have a litany of things to talk about. Quick preface, what's going to go off the show is, Makai's going to tell a story. That's going to be the free podcast. We're going to jump over to Patreon and do the lessons learned portion. So we'll do analysis of self-defense lessons we can possibly take from it. If you're interested in that, please feel free to jump onto tier two of Patreon. If not, enjoy the show. The second thing we're looking at is we are not trying to say violence is good. This is not a pro-violence show, but sometimes... Funny shit happens when violence occurs. And that's the whole point of this is to lighten the load on a lot of people. We started this during the Corona shutdown so we can have some fun stories. And we're just trying to keep that mentality going. So first off, Makai, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on the show again, man. It's a pleasure being on your, uh, on your platform. You know what I mean? It's always great to share, you know, the little bit of knowledge that we have and hopefully to help somebody. So thank you. My name is Mukai Maromo. I'm a former, well, retired Muay Thai and MMA fighter turned entrepreneur. You know, I own a number of different businesses, Edmonton Combat League, a fight promotion now. I love that. I uh, own Spark Media, uh, did marketing consulting for a number of different co- companies and everything, but I'm transitioning that into uh, Mukai Maromo Consulting. So keep an eye out for that. That's coming out soon. But uh, I'm just a lifetime martial artist uh, since I discovered the martial arts at the age of 22. You know what I mean? It was very profound. Uh, it had a very profound effect on me. And I uh, subsequently... Uh, when I discovered it, you know, put everything else in my life in the back burner and became a lifetime martial artist, you know, uh, amateur martial art, uh, amateur, amateur Muay Thai competitor, uh, became a professional Muay Thai fighter, Canadian champion, North American champion, you know, became a uh, mixed martial artist. So it's been, gro- you know, martial arts has played a very pivotal role in my life. It's taught me a lot of life lessons that have translated into entrepreneurship and business and even just in life. It's something I'd love to share with everybody. So uh, thank you for having me on. Of course, anytime. I always love talking to you. We don't get to see each other enough because we're both hustlers and we're like our schedules are nuts. So we're like grinders. Exactly. So, Makai, what uh, what story are you going to be telling the folks today? Oh, man, I got a story where I fought three dudes. All right. I'm excited to hear the story of fight three dudes. So, Makai, show is yours. Go. Probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Probably the dumbest thing I've ever done, but, you know, you'd be surprised what kind of confidence martial arts gives you when you're a young, cocky bastard, you know? I'll, I'll censor the story a bit, you know, so the location can't be easily discovered, you know, but a friend of mine had, uh, had just had a fight and I had cornered him. He had lost, obviously. And we, uh, we'd gone out to the after party. We have drinks, hanging out, chilling, et cetera, et cetera. 
party was good. You know, it was very, very, you know, any anything you'd expect after somebody loses a fight, very, you know, console the person, have a couple of drinks, have some fun, you know, lighten the load, etc. Afterwards, however, when we're waiting for a cab to go home, said friend, no longer a friend, I might add, got into a bit of an altercation with these three gentlemen. I'm not sure how it started because I showed up and it was already happening, but it was your usual run-of-the-mill, you know, shouting match, you know, with the, uh, enough distance between the two of you because, you know, neither party is sure if they can, you know, uh, effectively take down the other party. So it's a bit of a shouting match, you know, chest pumping, you know what I mean? And, and, and hoping to scare the other individual down. So I showed up and I didn't really join that. I was just like, listen, man, forget this nonsense. Twit on the cab and get out of here. You know what I mean? When the cab showed up, however, uh, said friend had called it and he was going to a different place than I was. And he immediately ran out to the cab, took the cab, opened the window, screamed, hey, man, are you good? I said, what do you mean am I good? <laughs> and uh, at which point in time, he said, yeah, man, you're good. And he peeled out. So it was an interesting situation because I wasn't sure what was happening between him and the other gentleman before. And uh, he had left the scenario now. And I guess I, uh, I was waiting for a cab. Now, this mall had, you know, like a lot of malls do. They have that one of those direct lines to a cab company. So I go get the phone and I call the cab, you know, hey, looking for a cab in such and such a mall. This entrance here, come get me. And they say the cab is coming in about 20 minutes. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I've got 20 minutes to spend with these three assholes that were just in an altercation with somebody they know I was clearly with. So it was an interesting situation. I hang up the phone and, you know, I immediately kind of create some distance between me and these gentlemen and I stand in my own area. One of the gentlemen started looking at me. says, uh, I'll never forget. He says, oh, so your friend's gone now. What are you going to do now? And I looked at him and said, man, listen, I don't even know what's going on between the two of you. So uh, just leave me out of your business. You know, I think that was maybe a, a sign of me being a coward or backing down or something. Because immediately after hearing that, the other two gentlemen turned around and said, well, what the fuck is he doing? You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not trying to get into anything with anybody, you know? Now, I mean, a more mature me would probably have left the situation and gone somewhere else by myself. But you know, being uh, in my 20s, late 20s, mid to late 20s at the time and feeling myself, you know, because this is with the peak of my career, you know, I was kicking everybody's ass in the MMA and Muay Thai circuits. So I was like, well, I can handle these chumps. So, I, I, you know, I stood my ground, quote unquote, right? The one gentleman who had started, you know, the whole lip service was inching closer and closer, right? I mean, yearling, you know, the whole, you know, nigger this, nigger that, you know, all kinds of shit, right? I think they mistook my cool, calm, collected demeanor for like, you know, maybe fear or something. Because, you know, before I knew it, the one guy was in my face, you know, like, quite literally, like, what the fuck are you going to do, you know? You know, I was like, fuck, you know what I mean? So as soon as he kind of pushed me, I was like, well, this is it. We've had enough here. Because now there's three of them, and one of them's gotten comfortable enough to push me. I immediately kind of, as he was pushing, I just brushed his hands off, right? And, like, elbowed him right in the face. Horrible thing to do at the time. Like, I mean, in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, uh, it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And as soon as I did that, you know, he kind of fell on the floor and started screaming and shouting, oh, my fucking God. But before, you know, I could look and see what was happening with him. Another guy had rushed him, you know what I mean? So I, I was like literally like in a fist fight with the second guy. So we get in a bit of an altercation and I end up dropping him. Then another bigger gentleman, you know, rushes over and tackles me. Now I'm on the ground, ground fighting with one guy when two of his buddies, you know, God knows where. Because now I don't know where they are because I have to focus on this one guy. And, you know, this ground fight is me literally on the bottom of this big guy trying to get up and him trying to punch me and do some sort of damage. So I use whatever little bit of the man, you know, which is quite a bit. And I end up turning him around and having a bit of a rear naked choke situation. 
You know what I mean? So at this point in time, these other friends have gotten up and they're kicking the shit out of my rib, trying to kick my face, doing whatever, you know, people would do in that sort of scenario. I realized I'm in a very bad place here. So I immediately put on like a really tight rear naked choke and I really like quite a little choke the guy till he's like choking and coughing and spitting out, you know, because I'm not doing it the, the traditional way. I'm like literally just kind of have my forearm against his windpipe and just crushing it, right? So it's like, it sounds horrendous, you know what I mean? You think like, oh, I spit, you know, cough. And I'm like, listen, if you two motherfuckers don't stop trying to kick the shit out of me, I'm going to kill this guy. Because I was like, these guys are going to do the hits. I was like, I'm going to kill this guy. So I would choke him, apply a little bit of pressure, and he'd be like, oh, you know? And then they'd back up, like, what the fuck, you know? And I was like, you guys better back the fuck up. And luckily enough, they believed me because I was going to kill this guy. <laughs> luckily enough, they believed me and backed up to the other side of the room. Then I stood up and kicked the other guy off. I mean, he was coughing, hopping, puffing, trying to catch his breath, you know, and he was looked mortified, literally, because I don't think he'd ever been in that position before, you know, and the guy who had elbowed had now developed some sort of hematoma in his eye. He was screaming at me, right? Like, I'm going to fucking kill you, you know, and uh, I realized that not okay. The guy on the floor was scared shitless because he'd never been choked like that, and the other guy's never had his face like that from a fight scenario. I kind of stood up and kind of walked towards him. I was like, oh, listen. If you guys want definitely want to do this, then I'm done. I'm going to fucking kill all of you guys. You know what I mean? I'm just talking my way out of this thing. You know what I mean? And they kind of, it ends up being a bit of a stand-up between the two groups. And we're talking back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, just, just cussing, cursing, et cetera, et cetera, until the police come. And it wasn't the police. It was more mall security. And mall security showed up, and they started questioning everybody about what happened. Luckily enough for me, there was a group of these young ladies who had just watched the whole thing transpire. And so mall security, being mall security, had to call the actual authorities. So and the police ended up showing up. The mall, the mall, so it was an interesting scenario because what happened was it was one guy who was a little bit disheveled, me, and three guys with one of them with this big hematoma on his face, one of them still flushed from being choked and shit, and the other one is just cursing and losing his mind, right? So the mall security kind of look at me and they kind of go, well, did you do this? You know what I mean? Of course I fucking did this. These guys were trying to get me, you know? At which point in the car, the police look at these guys and go, well, you know, it looks like you guys are being, you know, beat up. You guys were depressed charges or something. And then luckily enough, the young lady interjected it. They're like, no, 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 no. We saw the whole thing happen. Um, this gentleman was just waiting for a cab and these guys started a fight with them. And the one guy got in his face and pushed him. And that's how the fight started. So lucky for me, there were actually witnesses who saw how the whole thing transpired and kind of stepped up to kind of back my position up. At which point in time, the police looked at me and said, well, like, do you want to press uh, some sort of charge against for whatever happened? I said, well, listen, man, I just want to get home. I'm waiting for my cab, and I'm going to get my cab and get out. You know what I mean? At which point in time, they just told, you know, they put us in different places, and I'm like, okay, listen, just get the fuck out. In hindsight, you know what I mean, is was very stupid because at any point in time, somebody could have kicked me in the head, in the face, who knows? You know what I mean? Especially when we hit the ground after one gentleman took me down, and things could have gone completely south. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where you were lucky enough to come out with everything intact and a couple minor bruises and scratches and, and scrapes uh, and a great story to tell. But, you know, in hindsight, I should definitely behave better. And uh, uh, that was actually a learning lesson. And I've never gotten some sort of street or open kind of source altercation since then. Awesome, Makai. That is an amazing story. Like, so I've heard this story. Um... Off air, I want to remember which friend it was that bailed on you. Because I, I know who, I think I know who it is, but I don't remember quite. So I want to have that conversation after, not on this. Yes. But yeah, so that's an excellent story. So what's going to happen now, everybody? So thank you, Makai, for your time. Right before you drop the promo train and before we jump over to Patreon, where we're going to do lessons learned, I've taken down one, two, three, four, five, 13 points I want to bring up on lessons learned for the self-defense portion. Jesus Christ, dude, 13. <laughs> 
<laughs> so there's a couple quick points I want to address uh, just in it. A lot of similarities from people when you learn these kind of things. So, Makai, why don't you tell the people where they can get a hold of you? I get all of me on my Instagram at Mukai Maromo, M-U-K-I underscore Maromo, M-A-R-O-M-O. That's my primary kind of platform to reach out to people organically and chat. And that's what So hit me up on that. Well, uh, I'm definitely open to chat, answer any questions, et cetera. Cool. And remember, Mukai is opening up a uh, consulting firm and Mukai knows his stuff when it comes to marketing. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, of course. If you've seen the uh, video that we're still using at KPC, the one with Thor in it, that was actually shot with one of the companies Mukai was with before. And then you transitioned out from Spark, but... Uh, that really slick video we had, that was all his idea. It looked really, really good. So I recommend checking out the new company. When it gets Say, we sorted you out, man. That was a great hookup. It was a great video. All right, cool. Yeah, guy, thank you so much for yeah, time. Listeners, thank you so much. Don't forget, lots of episodes coming out right now. We took a little break because of just the stuff that's happening in the world. So if you want to hear more about that, jump back at the episode we had with Sterling Scott. We have another couple episodes coming on that topic, but not a ton. Um, also look for our TikTok talk with uh, Benjamin Kennedy. He, he went from zero followers to 80,000 followers in like a month on TikTok. So we picked his brain on how to do TikTok. The kid is killing. He's a kid too. He's like 21. The kid I'm is- go watch that, man. That's crazy. Yeah, he's killing it. So that episode will be coming out after this one. So stay tuned for that. Don't forget the episodes beforehand. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll talk to you all. I thinking.